Oh, what's going on guys welcome back i know it's been a while since i've done a podcast but here i am we are doing a post track day and ufc 261 right yes sir, uh, yes, sir. discussion so i got uh omar for the eighth time <laughs> guest appearance you might as well just fucking live here it's good to be back got danny stock garage if you guys don't know on Instagram, follow, go ahead and give him a follow. Thank you, Thank you for having we me. We got Austin. You guys should know about Austin if you've uh, listened to that podcast. Or follow me on IG and watch me troll his ass either way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're today at ACS. Uh, me, Danny. No, actually, just me and Austin today. Uh, Austin got to drive the F80. We were testing uh, the trans to make sure it handled well. And, uh, yeah, so basically I put in a new DCT cooler in it. And uh, when they did that, my shop forgot to put a quart of DCT oil back in it. So, yeah, fucking Cody. I I know those guys at RSR listen to this, too. So they're going to listen to this shit. Oh, they're going to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, fucking Cody. I blame you, dude. I blame you, Cody. Fucking cocksucker. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so. Is that to you, Cody? Yeah, so. Trans is topped off. Trans did well. Talk a little bit about it. How was it? Uh, the car was great. Um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, run it from the beginning, dude. Run it. Yeah. Like, run it from the beginning. Yeah, from the moment you hopped into the car, what happened? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please. Starting from the beginning. From um, RSR. First, yeah. From RSR. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, driving the car home, um, you know. Knowing what happened and like what they did to the car, I thought when I was coming to a stop at a red light, the car had shut itself off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Something's going on here. Uh-oh. You're number three, right? I don't know. Okay, go ahead and talk. Hello? Okay, cool. Okay, so driving the car home at red light, uh, the car had shut itself off. Uh, after knowing what they did, maybe I thought, I don't know, maybe they didn't you gotta keep connect right something there. correctly or... You know, something happened, the car shut itself off, so I was like, oh, shit. All right. I turned it back on. Uh-huh. The car, I kept driving home. It did it again. So I was uh-huh, like, okay, uh-huh. something's definitely fucked up here. Uh-huh. I called Gabe. <laughs> let him know what happened. Uh-huh. He told me to go back. As soon as I got back to RSR, this is too good. I found out the auto start stop was turned on. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sat there Stupid and was ass. like, damn. Stupid fucking rookie. <laughs> hey, man. I was like, okay. All right. Okay, so, yeah, he calls me panicking, freaking out. Gabe, the car's turning off. I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> I thought maybe the guys just didn't plug in the battery again like they've done in the past. Sure enough, that wasn't the case. He calls me back. Oh, I'm a retard. It was auto start stop. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was funny as fuck. But then you got to track it today. How was yeah. that? Uh, amazing. Definitely can you tell the difference between my car and your car. Okay, what was the biggest difference you could tell? Definitely your coilovers. The coilovers. At what part of Auto Cup Speedway could you tell like the biggest difference between the two cars? Um, I don't know. Going to the corners, like going to the turns and like running over those curbs. Uh huh. I could definitely feel a difference between my car and your car. Uh huh. Straight away, not so much. Obviously, a little bit of yours because yours is tuned, right? A little bit faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F eight is tuned. Like straight away, it was felt the same, but once I got into the churns, I could definitely feel the difference. And uh, no hiccups, right? Nope. Besides that one time I ran out of gas. 
Did you feel a uh, greater confidence going into the bowl? Uh, yeah. Um, the car just felt more planted than my car. Hold up, hold up. I got to back this up a little bit because yeah. he said there was no incidents or hiccups besides running out of gas. That was my fault. That was my fault. Oh, you no. out of gas? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. But no, no, no. <laughs> oh, man. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a sec. But let's talk about what happened just pulling out onto the track. Okay. Oh, that I heard, I heard, man. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. You got to film so, me in on this. This is my first time, you know, driving on slicks and learning about slicks. the tires. Slicks, all of a sudden. Okay. okay. <laughs> they were cold, and I got on throttle way too much and fucking spun out right out of the pits. Right out of the pits. Almost hit the wall. How? Oh, how does that even happen? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. As soon as that happened, I was like, did this really just happen to me? Damn. So we come back. I come back from the track. I get out of my car. He tells me what happened. I'm like, damn, like, that's shitty. Like, what, what the hell, dude? Like, okay, I guess whatever. Then people started coming up to the garage. Dude, I thought you were going to hit the wall. Oh, my God. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I didn't think it was that close. Shit, the way you described it, you were oh. Harmless spin out, but fuck, they were describing it like you were uh, inches from smacking the fucking wall and totaling it. I wasn't, I wasn't that close, but <laughs> I mean, it was pretty close, but not that close. <laughs> I don't mean to like beat a dead horse with this, but how fast were you going, like out of the pits, you think? Um, Estimated speed? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Maybe like 40, 50. I don't know. Gotcha. So not too fast, just cold tires. Yeah. They're, they're the Toyo Proxy RR, so pretty much a race slick, 40 tread wear. They're not a very good tire, but, uh, yeah, I could see how you could easily do that for sure. Yeah, and you were saying there's like a lot of dirt and rocks there. Yeah, yeah, so that, that whole section where you pull off and stay down low of ACS, kind of where a lot of debris flies. It either flies down low or it gets pushed up high. Usually it stays down low because it's just gravity is going to drop it down low. It's not going to keep pushing it back up. So, yeah, it's pretty dirty down there, but... So, overall, how would you rate your experience 1 to 10 with the F80? Oh, wait, wait. Before I say that, what were the results? How, how, did, how, did, how good did you do in the F80? Um, I feel like I could have done a lot better. Uh, I didn't want to push that car too much because it wasn't my car. Yeah. Uh, but I, did, I ran on 153. And uh, that's a PB for you. Yeah. So in a car that you've never driven before, I mean, obviously you're kind of familiar with the chassis, but it's a new car to you. Yeah. Set a PB. So I think that says a lot about not only the car, but also you being able to hop in the car that you've never driven before and go ahead and bam, set a fast ass lap time like that for sure. Um, so what would you rate your performance at? And what would you rate the car at? Scale of one to 10 on both. My performance, I would say like a six out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I didn't give it my all. Okay. Uh, the performance of the car, like 10 out of 10. The, 10 out of 10. The, the brakes were like a game changer also for me. The AP brakes, that's right, that's yeah. right. Okay, so um, knowing what you know now about a car that's fully built, what is that noise? Oh, okay. Um, knowing what you know now about my car, what is... Uh, what would be the next mods that you would do to your car? Definitely those those coilovers. Okay, and you got some on the way too. Yeah. Okay. And definitely a bucket seat. A bucket seat. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, Danny, you're gonna be there tomorrow too. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Okay. So, what's the goals for you? 
So uh, my PB there is a 151.8. Um, aiming for a 150. Okay. Of course, I want to shoot for the sub 150, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I small step ahead. I think that uh, obviously everything other than a hypercar or supercar, if you're going sub 150, you've reached like a category of like, oh, that guy's fast. Like, right. we know that guy's fast. Yeah, yeah. If you're driving a fucking any McLaren, any Ferrari, any uh, Lamborghini, or even an RS, and you're not going sub 150, uh, it's like, okay. Thumbs up, right? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you're doing if you're doing sub 150, I feel like if you're not in the low 40s, it's kind of like, okay, like, he knows how to drive the car, but he's not necessarily the fastest. Right, right. Um, I mean, especially with some of these, like, crazy ass. Like, sometimes you see the 720S, the SVJ Aventador. Like, those cars are capable of, like, sub-40s all fucking day. They got, like, a bowl speed of, like, what, 160, 170? Uh, oh, yeah, if they, if they could hold, yeah, yeah if yeah. they could hold for sure. I think on some slicks, for sure, yeah, yeah. but... Definitely. Uh, I mean, for example, I know uh, seven sixty five LT was hitting like a hundred, almost one hundred eighty miles an hour. Yeah, going down the straight. Going down yeah. the straight. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's fucking nuts, man. Um, Let off to like one forty, I think, through the bowl. And that's fast. One forty is fast for sure. Yeah. That's some good mechanical grip too with those tires. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And even me, I was only hitting one hundred sixty in the GT three today, and that was on fucking race gas. So still fat. I mean, that's. It's fast, but yeah. I mean, you're talking about another 20 miles an hour faster, dude. That's like a different level That makes a big difference, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, and even the GT3 to the GT4 top speed, I mean, I'm my yeah. trap speed is 144 before Holy I lift fuck. up to the bowl, you know? Dude, that's yeah. way off the pace. Way off? Yeah. So I should be carrying even more? Fuck yeah, I think your, your last turn entry to the bowl has got to be fucked up. So uh, I should be, what, like, 150? At least, bro. I mean, yeah, the I'm F80s, uh, I'm sure you were over 160 miles an hour. You didn't know it. Yeah, I, I, didn't, even, I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> yeah, the, the F80, um, my top speed going down, and I'm not trying to compare to the F80 and the GT4, but right. the F80 runs similar times to the GT4 um, on at ACS. That car is hitting, uh, the, the highest I ever hit in that car was a 168. And yeah, it's fast as fuck. So for you to only that's be hitting 144, yeah, dude, that's a big chunk of of space that you're already behind on some of these other cars. You know, are you talking about speed on the streets, or are you yeah, talking no, about no. entering speed. into the? Yeah, so the last turn going yeah. to, onto the straight, all the way up until you reach turn one into. So do you think that could just be like power deficit with the Cayman? Of course, not being able to hit. Yeah, it's definitely got a power deficit. I mean, it's yeah. lacking a little straight line power. Um, but I feel like I can carry a little bit more, dude. It's just me building onto it, you know. Right. Every time, it's just a little transition. Okay, you know how we have those stop markers where it's like a three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like at the two right now, so maybe I gotta talking to like go a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deeper into it, you know. So yeah, uh, it's obviously it's confidence. Yeah, deal. yeah, confidence too. So yeah, um, definitely. And another thing I was thinking too about the Cayman was, um, you're not tuned, right? Still stock. Um, I'm running the Dundon Catalyst headers. Yeah. I notice a little difference in power, but yeah. if, once I get that tune, I'll definitely be able to extract a lot more power from the car. Yeah, for sure. Um, the tune on those cars, I don't know who you plan on going with if you do decide to tune, but 
Uh, mine. I just tuned mine this week. Holy fuck, dude! What did you get yours tuned with? Uh, M Engineering. Uh, M Engineering and Costa okay. Mesa. Um, Jamie from Dundon. Yeah. Uh, referred uh Kevin uh, with the Green RS. Okay, okay. To uh, M Engineering, and then I asked Kevin who he got tuned by, and then yeah, that's how I ended up with M M Engineering. But also, um, Casey from RaceWorks, he told me. Hey, uh, yeah, that's who I plan on going with as well. Okay, yeah, because Casey had talked to me about tuning the car as well, <laughs> and I was definitely, that's my next move. Yeah, dude. Forward, so. Where do you notice the biggest difference with the tune, like in the power band? Do you yeah. feel it up top, or do you feel it like in the mid-range? Or so, I remember when I reviewed your GT3, I felt like the, the middle of the RPM band seemed a little bit sluggish. And that's exactly where we I gained a, a massive chunk of power. So nice. it was okay. the car was I'm not gonna say useless, but it was yeah. pretty dead up until about six thousand RPMs. Yeah, you had From to wind s- it out. Six to nine, yeah. that was where you had to keep it. Now I can keep the motherfucker in like four grand midway through a turn and just fucking push on it out of a corner and just let the revs build. Wow. Um, and the power is just you notice a massive increase in the torque, mid range, and yeah. power. Towards the top, it feels like the same car. But because you get so much more mid-range torque, it feels like it's pushing the car faster to reach the top. So, right. yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. I think you should definitely. Yeah. Uh, Is there like a torque dip on a GT3? Because I noticed it on my car on a GT4 from like 3,500 to 4,000 RPM. Yeah. The car just dips like really nasty. Obviously, the, the Catalyst headers really did help. Uh-huh. But I'm sure with the tune, it's going to. It fills it in. And fill it in nice. Yeah, exactly. It fills it in. I can't wait for that. What my issue with the Dundon headers was, uh, yeah, I gained power, but most of it was up top because it wasn't tuned yet. Right. And then I had that mid-range dip. So I had more power than stock with the headers, but that mid-range um, torque that you were talking about, Omar, that's not there, yeah. was basically magnified because it wasn't tuned yet. Now that it's tuned, it's all filled in. It's all very smooth. And I feel like the majority of the torque that I receive is right there in that mid-range. So, yeah. so you have, not only do you have more power, but you have more usable power. Yes. Because you don't necessarily need to be, just fucking know, reaming between it out. six and 9,000 RPM the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any guesstimation as to what the power gain is, like on paper? <sighs> you know, M-, M Engineering gave me the paperwork yeah. and said, like, I should expect anywhere from 40 to 50 wheel horsepower. Wow, that's substantial for a naturally aspirated engine. And I would not that's doubt it. I would not doubt it. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, like, my my previous best at ACS was a yeah. 44.7. Today was a 42.8. And on I had a track like ACS, that's a significant exactly. amount of time. Yeah, and and then I had a projected lap time of a uh, one forty point nine heading into the playground, and fucking blew my braking zone. So uh, the power is definitely there. The capabilities are definitely there to get to a one forty. Um, I just got to piece the, the right lap together. Absolutely. Um, but what yeah. other modifications do you have to the engine? Is it just the exhaust system? Just the exhaust. That's it. Wow. Dundon makes the, the throttle body. They make the intake runner, which is an intake manifold. Uh, it's called the runner for a GT car for whatever right. reason. Um, what else they got? You got the, what do you have? The crack pipe? Uh, you still got the... Yeah, yeah, I got the crack pipe and the race headers, but Dundon makes the throttle body, the intake runner, and anything else? I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. They're all covered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know recently you had the chance to drive Danny's GT4 at Buttonwillow. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you covered that in a previous podcast, no, but what, what are your just initial I impressions? I about that on any videos, dude. I need to talk comparison. about that because that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. To talk I don't about. know. Maybe you could touch on that briefly. 
Yeah. You know, now that you've had track experience with both. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, GT platforms. And speaking of that, you gotta drive the GT3 tomorrow then. Yeah, I'll let you drive the GT4, and then boom, we can do another uh, review yeah. right Hell there yeah. on the spot. Yeah. That works out. <laughs> right, well, then let me uh, hook up my GoPro to your car. That way, at least I That's have cool. a that session works. on there. There you go. That works out. Um, so what I noticed right off the bat was uh, it was the best manual car ever driven. So I'll start wow. with that. Um, I've driven that's, that's a great compliment right there. E36 M3, that was like my, my, like, my uh, baseline for... Yeah. You know what I compare manual car by, right? And everything else has fallen short of that E46 M3. I'm not a fan. I own one. I, I think mine's pretty sexy, but to be honest with you, I'm not really a fan of the car. Like I wouldn't mind selling it um, today if I had to. So it's not a big deal. Makes sense. But after driving the Cayman, it's just such a delight. And then the auto rev feature, I didn't have to worry about like trying to rev match somebody's car that I've never driven. Which yeah, is nice. that's a big because plus. Because I'm not trying yeah. to risk blowing this man's motor over a track session, you know? So having the ability to just have the auto rev match and it just fucking, he's got the race header, so it sounds amazing. It just like snaps in the gear. It sounds like somebody's cracking a whip. Uh, the brakes Damn. just as good as the GT4. Uh, sorry, the GT3 brakes. It's the same ones, right? Six piston in the front, yeah. four in the rear. Yeah. Straight off the, the GT3. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was great. Um, the handling characteristics were were a lot different. And this fool spilled a beer on my fucking carpet. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amateur hour over here at my house. Party foul. Fucking Horizon Motorsports at its finest. Yeah, Horizon Motorsports. Speaks huh? volumes Dude, to their customer he, service right there. This fucking guy shows up a month later with my lip and then uh, comes to my house and spills no, a beer. We're kidding, we're kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, GT4, we, handling characteristics. What's up? Well, I know you're about to talk about handling characteristics. Did you notice a difference between the engine being, you know, a mid-engine platform as compared to something that's sitting directly over the rear axle? Did you feel that difference immediately, or, or was it maybe not as as uh, big as you would have initially expected it to be? Uh, definitely felt it immediately. Okay. Um, the GT4 has no rear seat. Like, it's legit like a wall right behind you of right. the motor. That's it. The the GT3 has, uh, I don't even know what the fuck you'd call that. There's storage space. Storage yeah, space the back. back there. Right, right. So the motor sits probably like two feet further back than the GT3. Damn. Maybe two, three, two, two or three feet. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how. It's how actually, much. behind the axle though, right on the GT3. Yeah, yeah. Most so, of it's behind the yeah. axle. Um, but yeah, you definitely notice the 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 pivot access is different with the GT4 than a, a GT3. GT3 is different uh, driving characteristics. For example, if I'm doing a pretty fast sweeper, um, if I give it throttle on a GT3, what's gonna do? What's gonna happen is it's just gonna push. It's not going to have too much uh, front end grip. It'll just yeah. understeer forward. On a Cayman, it actually gripped up. And I was like really surprised that the fucking thing was grabbing to, to turn, like turn entry. Um, obviously, trail braking uh, on, a, on a Cayman, the, the more you uh, get that front, actually on a GT3, the more you get the front end down without doing like too much trail braking or too hard of a trail brake. The uh, the more grip you'll get, right. so you just get if you gently trail brake on a GT3, it'll fucking grip up just perfectly. Came in, it was it felt very similar to that though. Right. So uh, yeah, that was probably the only char characteristic that I noticed yeah. was pretty identical. Gotcha. I like to trail brake a lot. I mean, if you see my videos, you see I'm like fucking on the brakes in the middle of a turn. That's just what I do. I don't know. It's like natural to me. Right. 
Um, so to have that characteristic matched with front end grip, if I need it to punch out of a turn, was pretty nice. And then, you know, paired with a manual, uh, the handling of a GT car, you know, just the way it handles everything, it's, it, it's an amazing package. If I was in the market for a car under $100,000, it's a no-brainer GT4. GT4, wow. Now, now, GT4. Wow. Now. I don't even care if I had the, like, Danny's Did generation. So this is the 981. This is not the 718 GT4. Correct. So it's a previous first generation. 3.8 liter engine. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Did you notice, Gabe, compared to the GT3, did you feel like the Cayman was lacking in power? Were there times where you were like, man, I wish this thing had just a little extra oomph on the straights oh, yeah. or something? Or it did it, you know, did the mid-engine characteristics kind of make up for the fact that maybe it's a little bit down on power? Yeah, so definitely that's the case. The mid-engine characteristic makes up for the fact that it's down on power. But you do notice two different things, two things on track, specifically Button Willow. I don't know about any other tracks, sure. but because I only tracked that Button Willow. But I did notice that not only did the car feel like obviously slower than the, the GT3, but the gearing was, and people have complained about this in the past. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, how could that be too big of a deal? Ah, whatever. Just fucking ring it out. But it's really weird. Like, there's turns where you're like, fuck, do I go into third or do I keep it in second? Like, what do I, what am I doing here? That was the only complaint that I had about the car was gearing. It was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm right here at almost, I'm 500 RPMs away from the red line, but I know I'm going to have to slow down here in a bit. Do I rev it out or do I shift it and then just coast through this thir- turn yeah. in third gear? I, I don't know. So uh, it's one of the cars that takes practice and, and learning specific uh, to each track. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's an amazing car regardless. Most definitely. Yeah. Danny, do you think uh, in the future uh, maybe you'd uh, modify the Cayman at all to with maybe like a shorter gear ratio set or, or that's uh, maybe adjust the gearing a little bit? I don't know if that's something you've noticed with the car. Yeah, it's definitely got some really long gears compared to other cars that I've driven. Um, I, I mean, there's no right or wrong way to drive it. I mean, like Gabe said, you can go some turn second or third gear. You don't know which one, but you just yeah. got to try, and it's just trial and error. Exactly. Um I don't know. Like, if I was gonna decide to keep the car, I would. I probably would. I'd go like with like a. I think it's like a demon build where they do. They bore it out to like a four liter. Four yeah, four point two. Wow. Five liter, right? Yeah, or something, something like that. Crazy. They regear it. Sound nasty too. Dude, that, that car is yeah. making some serious power. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's such a great car that I don't even know if I would want to sell it, dude. Yeah. You know, at yeah. this point, like it's, it's gonna be a classic for sure. Yeah. The Gen One's gonna be a classic, and then the color you have. Dude, I've never been a fan of yellow cars, but after seeing your car and Randy's, Randy's got a, if you guys don't know, uh, F your ticket, Randy Sarmento, he just picked up a uh, Y-Sock package 3RS in speed yellow, same color as Danny's GT4. Dude, it's, both those cars are just so fucking beautiful in yellow. Yeah. So beautiful. Just a correction though, it's racing yellow. Okay, sorry. So yeah. for all the for all the Porsche people out there, <laughs> oh, God, fucking, fuck the Porsche purists, man! I can't stand these fucking guys. It's pretty amazing how like with Porsche, just any vibrant color looks so freaking awesome on any Porsche GT car, you know? Yeah. In my opinion, like every Skittles color that they offer, PTS, non-PTS, 
They just, you're Sex. like, damn, I want that one. Wait, I want that one. Yeah. That one looks just as good, you know? Yeah, what do you want? So, Lizard Green, Miami yeah, Blues. Yeah, exactly. Racing Yellow, apparently. Austin is a big fan of Miami Blue, I Miami think. Miami Blue. Yeah, that's his yeah, future fucking, goal. Uh, and Ultra, oh, was it Violet? Ultra Violet is Violet. my personal favorite. Um, yeah. There was a guy, uh, actually, today I met. His name's Cody. Uh, um, he's got a uh, Ultra Violet Blue, 3R, Ultra Violet Blue. Ultraviolet, yeah, Ultraviolet okay. yeah. uh, 3RS as well. Oof. And uh, he was actually, um, he actually owned one of the wide bodies at 3, uh, 3M, 2M built. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh. yeah, I got to meet him today. He was asking me about my times. and That's awesome. Yeah, so he, he's trying to learn the, the rear engine as yeah. well. A lot of people don't get that these cars with the engines not in the front, it takes time to learn. Like You, you can't just go into a car... I would never expect anyone to hop in a rear engine car when all they know is M cars and go sub 150 at, at ACS or sub two at button below. None of that shit. I'm still learning the mid engine platform and I'm so used to front engine. So to me, it was something completely brand new. Sure. And yeah. It's still, I mean, I've only been tracking my car. What I've owned it for eight months. I've been tracking it for eight months. So it's like, hey man. Dude, Respect, can't wait to get to the, to the one-year mark, you so know? you still know more than, like, 95% of guys that just take theirs to cars and coffee, you know? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> No disrespect. No disrespect, no. Uh, I think it's uh, funny, though. A lot of people I've noticed uh, in the Porsche community or people outside of the Porsche community, they look at a lot of the GT cars, and they think that, oh, just because they own it, they could pull up to any track and set a smoking fast lap yeah. time. They think the car is, is like a cheat code that's just going to... What is a cheat code? Absolutely annihilate it. I mean, it is. But at the same time, like, you have to still learn the characteristics. You have to learn the car itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, the car is not going to do the driving for you. No, fuck no. And, uh, you know, no, I but think that's it's, it's interesting. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because you, you talk about that, about, you know, some people think like, oh, I, I'm going to be fast. Exactly. They, they have this instant uh, notion in their head that they're going to be fast just because they're in a GT car. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, that might be kind of true. Yeah. True. But then on the flip side of that, yeah. you got the people who, let's say, necessarily you don't think you're the fastest. Like, for, for instance, me, when I first started tracking my GT3, I knew it was a learning process. I, I've been tracking for over a year before I started tracking the GT3. But hopping in the GT3, I knew, like, it's going to take time to learn this car. I didn't have a big head. But you got the track, and then you get these people who think that, oh, he's got a GT3, he's got to be fast. Like, wait, what? Why is he not going sub 120 at Streets of Willow? Why is a Miata passing him in these pictures and all this shit, you know? It's like, just because you own a GT3 doesn't mean you're going to be fast. And it doesn't mean that uh, you can't learn to be fast, but uh, it, and it doesn't mean that you should judge somebody in thinking that they're going to be fast because they own a nice car. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. At some point, it's going to rely on driver skill to get the job done. Yeah. And, and that's a big chunk of it. It's not, um, you know, my car is fast, so I'm going to be fast. It's going to rely on how good you are at driving your car, how well you know your car. So, uh, I feel like I sound like a broken record. I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like that's why, uh, you know, you should go to a track day because you're going to get humbled quickly and yeah. you're going to learn a lot about your car, a lot about your own driving skill, and hopefully it'll push you to just want to improve, I guess. Yeah, of course, of course. what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah, and it, it, I think there's this mutual respect amongst most people who track that 
hey, you're bringing your car to the track. I'm bringing my car to the track. That's respect. You've already earned my respect because we know the majority of car owners and car, quote unquote, enthusiasts. Yes. Don't fucking track. They've never been to a track. They don't even care to come out to a track. They yeah. just want to go to Cars and Coffee and go to fucking fun runs and yeah. rallies and shit like that. Nico, bitch. <laughs> I know you're going to listen. Damn, Nico. We still love you, though. Hey, no, pr- yeah. props to him. He went to, he was at the track yeah, at uh, no, Vegas, Nico, yeah? We got for, Nico for, on there for two sessions, yeah. Oh, for two sessions, okay. Yeah. Track live, Nico. Yeah, fucking, yeah. <laughs> track live. <laughs> if you that, know, Danny? you know. MCS on the way. <laughs> If you know, you know. So uh, transitioning, uh, you mentioned below 100K, you say Cayman GT4. What about um, maybe like sub 50K? What what car would you recommend for someone that wants a, a solid performance car, both yeah. on and off track? Yeah. Uh, would oh. you say F80 and stuff in, in terms on, of that? Or? Let me talk about one last thing on the yeah, GT4. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so just for reference, my first time ever tracking my GT3 at Button Willow, I yeah. set a two flat. My first time tracking the Cayman at Button Willow, two flat, exact same fucking time. Exact same time. So it's like one of those things like, okay, if I put in the skill to learn the Cayman, could I be as fast as a GT3? I think you already were, though, because you got to think about I weigh 210 pounds. That's oh, yeah. two seconds on the time, yeah, dude. True. Yeah, he true. set a two flat with Wait, me yeah. in the car. You know, so yeah. I'm pretty sure if I wasn't in the car, dude, you sub two, no problem. Yeah, and obviously uh, not trying to hit all the curbs and shit like I normally would. I mean, I wasn't babying yeah. your car. I don't think you would say. Oh no, hell no, dude. Uh, <laughs> first lap, you know, said, hell no. Nah. I, I trust Gabe and his driving. He's you know he's an excellent driver, and um, I've learned a lot from this guy. And dude, I. I almost shit myself, you know, like <laughs> the first lap, dude. I got to say, man, but, you know, I just, I was like, all right, I got to just trust, breathe, and Gabe's got this, man. Gabe's got this. And then that was it, you know, I just enjoyed the rest of it, and it was good, man. It was good, and I learned, and I, and I like to see some parts where I could improve, you know, because seeing your line, it was definitely, yeah, different, and, uh, you know, you're the more seasoned guy over here at Budden Willow, so, yeah, props Thanks. to you on that, man. Appreciate that. Have you, how, how has the reliability been on your GT4? Have you had any issues with it? I know you've put in a fair amount of track use with it. Yeah, so um, the car was pretty much brand new when I got it. I mean, I got it with 2,000 miles, dude. Oh, wow. I've put on, yeah. what, 10K already on it in eight yeah, months. Um, and uh, most of them are track miles for yeah. the most part. And then some driving You've been driving the there. car a lot more. I've been driving it, yeah. I'm yeah. just like, man, fun, I'm not going to worry it's about fun. saving it's it. Or yeah, that's what it's for. You know, that's what I buy. I want to enjoy it. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Reliability-wise, everything has been solid, dude. Just been keeping up with, you know, basic maintenance and stuff like that. I know I got an overhaul coming up for the brakes that I'm going to do soon. Yep. The only little hiccup that I, that I bounced into, I was actually running some sport headers by okay. uh, Car Graphics. And uh, oh, name based dropping, out in Germany. Name dropping. Oh, hey. shit. Oh, man. Car graphics. There's nothing wrong, up. you know. It Four, can happen. 412 built? <laughs> oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah oh, man. So, spicy uh, territory here. Austin's <laughs> like, I'm out of here. I don't want Joseph to text me anymore. He's going to kick my ass. Oh, what up, uh, Joseph, pussy ass bitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, man. Like I was saying, all these companies, <laughs> all these companies use the same kind of cats. You know, they're high flow cats, and um, yeah. So you can't blame just the company. It can happen with any cat. Uh, but yeah, they were the high flow cats. I was using them on a the track, and uh, they fucking clogged up, and they almost blew out, dude. I heard oh, a lot kidding. of yeah, dude. So um, I don't know if it was one time that I did run. It was like a hundred, 
and one octane. I think it was the lighter gasoline that they had because they had ran out of 91 or something. Yeah. At ACS, especially at ACS, you know. Yeah. I remember I ran it that day. After like one session, remember my car started uh, yeah, misfiring. Up, yeah, Bro, yeah, dude. It's scary. Yeah, it started misfiring. So scary. I was just like, what the hell? And then, uh, yeah, we didn't think nothing of it. I still kept trying to run it, but it would just misfire above 6K and it would just like sputter. And then the car would just go into lit mode. So, you know, it's scary because, you know, with cats, like, if, when you let off the gas pedal, and if your cat is blown out or if your cat is disintegrating on the inside, when you let off the gas and the throttle plate closes, then the engine creates reverse vacuum, right? Yeah. So whatever crap is in the cats, it'll suck it back into the engine. Yep. And, I mean, I'm glad you found out, you know, yeah. in time before, you know, I've nothing. heard stories of uh, these yeah. cats actually blowing people's engines. It's That's just, it's, scary. I mean, yeah. it, I don't think it's that common, but I've heard of it on, like, Renless forums and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, thankfully, I kind of just stopped driving it. Um, I went to go get it diagnosed and stuff under warranty. I mean, they, they, they swapped out a bunch of stuff, plugs, coils, but it still kept misfiring. So, uh, you know what? I, I pulled the trigger some Dundon headers. I was like, you know, I'm going to keep having this issue. So I was like, might as well just fuck it. Let's go catless. I hit up nice. Dundon. Bam. Boom. Boy. They show up. And what is my surprise? I pulled out those catted headers, and dude, lo and behold, those things were ready to fucking Damn. shoot out the exhaust. It was, it was yeah, wild, man. It shit looked awesome. like fucking a wet roll of toilet paper. You ever, like, seen no. toilet paper that just got, like, l- left wet? And it's, like, all <laughs> fucking, like, wrinkly and crumpled up? Oh, it's exactly dude. what the fuck his cat looked like. I was yeah. like, dude, what the fuck I is that, dude? Somebody put, put the- fucking toilet paper in for the cat? <laughs> it was ridiculous, This will hold. Fuck it. I think we got to put the picture on the podcast, uh... We'll, we'll have to throw that up there for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, but luckily we got saved from it. And ever since I switched over to Dundon, dude, I've had no problems with the car. It's been running like a dream, just flawless. And I can't yeah. be any happier. You know, I'm pretty sure it's only going to get better yeah. once I upgrade, you know, a little suspension goodies and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't know. We'll see what's to come, dude. Yeah. Looking you forward to it. That's you exciting. know what's crazy? It's because, like, uh, my experience with modding cars is when you mod cars, and I think you've even said this before, you there's almost like something that you expect there to be a negative eventually or something that goes wrong or happens that you have right. to deal with, with whatever yeah. mod you end up doing. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would agree. But from my experience, the Dundon, any Dundon product that I've put on the car, obviously it's just been the two, the crack pipe and the headers have not caused any issues at all. It's just been fucking like a perfect working watch. Just beautiful. Just every yeah. single time, no issues. So, that's great. I think also the, you know, when you're talking about a car that's costing you 120k or so, at that level, when you're modifying a car of that caliber, also you, you know, naturally you're gonna have that expectation like this better be, yeah. you know, up to like OEM standards, if not better than OEM. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there is no room for uh, error to be happening in a car like no, this. No, so. especially when you're paying. Yeah. Not, the obviously the price tag of the car. But, I mean, Dundon parts aren't cheap, bro. I've I, I spent a fucking ridiculous amount of money. And, and maybe uh, GT car owners, that's the norm for them. But for right. me, coming from BMWs where downpipes are 400 bucks, bro, fucking ridiculous. So, uh, Not to stray away, dude, but, hey, that Dundon, they live up to the price. It yeah. works as advertised. Yeah. And, like, dude, no complaints, man. Like, I'm telling you. No, nothing at all. Every time I've always bought an aftermarket part, it's always something that I was like, fuck, man, it could have been better. Or I feel like there's something that I didn't, I'm not, I don't get that fulfillment, you know. And yeah. with this Dundon setup, dude, it has been nothing but 
satisfaction, dude. Like, it's a smile awesome. every time. A smile, dude. Dude, his car makes me fucking smile when I'm driving. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit. Like, that That's sounds epic. fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think about it. And I think about it from a in the car enthusiast perspective because I know there's people that we probably piss off. But when we're fucking ripping <laughs> on the freeway, bro, we're fucking blowing by people's doors and they're oh, seeing two yeah. GT cars. Bro, tell me how many times you've ever seen two GT Bro, cars. I'd be shitting myself if I was in a fucking... Catless headers just fucking yeah. ripping by you on the freeway. Bro, that's like my dream. That was my dream as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Seeing two fucking GT3 yeah, or GT4 fucking, you know, yeah, ripping. Yeah. yeah. They're either smiling or they're flipping us off. Yeah. But either out. or, you know, Amen. down inside they're smiling. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, and I mean that same thing with with my house too. It's like fucking. I got neighbors that love the car. Oh, oh my god! I hear it every morning, and I fucking love it. <laughs> and then I hear, um, why does it have to be so loud? Like all this shit. So <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But uh, I think it's all part of a a better experience for sure. That uh, these parts have have added to Definitely. our ownership. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to bring on three new guests. I appreciate you guys talking with me and, and chatting it up. But I definitely do want to bring on Ross. Ross. Uncle Ross. Hey, well, signing out, man. StockX Garage. All Thanks right, for yeah, having yeah. me. Blues yeah, yeah. Clues M3. Foos Clues. Foos right. Clues, baby. It's been I'll real. see you, man. It's been All real right. great. Right. Thank you for having me on for the 19th yeah. time on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure. My only special guest. Yeah, what can I say? Oh, this fucking guy over here can't even talk no more. What the fuck? Oh, no. Okay, we're going to take a quick timeout, and we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're live. We're live. We're fucking live. Oh, shit. Okay, so I got my three new guests with me. We're going to start from my right here. We got uh, Augie, Apex E36 now. What up? What up? We got M Junkie. Yes, sir. The one and only Chris Urzua. Close. Ursua. Ursua. How is it? Ursua. Ursua. Isn't that it? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like French or something. Yeah. No. Oh, my. Oh, that's it. My, my Portuguese accent coming up. Oh, I forgot, I forgot you're Brazilian. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you got Ross, Slick M3, M4, right? Some shit like that? What? Yeah, it's whatever. Oh, okay. It's Don't so lie like the cloud it. doesn't matter. Need to put some respect on that one. Don't lie like the cloud doesn't matter to you. Oh. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, well, shortly before we went live again, Austin over there made a little comment to Augie. Now, here's the backstory. Augie is the one that got me into tracking. That's fake news. You didn't get me into tracking? No, I'm just kidding. Yes, I did. Okay, so Augie got me into tracking, and pretty much after that, I, I tried to get as many of my friends into tracking as well. Well, I got, you know, Austin's been, you know, the guy that I've been trying to coach up the most here. He's pretty fast. But now he thinks he can outdo Apex E36, the OG? That's never going to happen. Okay, so tell me what's going on in your garage, Augie. So I recently sold my E30. Um, I wasn't happy with it. Great car, great platform. Damn, that's the uh, first time I've ever heard. That the car happen. definitely taught me a lot of car control, uh -huh. but it just wasn't competitive enough competitive enough for me uh -huh. so not only did i miss my old e36 but i wanted to start a new track build with the e36 chassis 
So I went ahead and bought an automatic E36. Auto? What the fuck? I, I know, I know. But two owner, it was grandma owned. Uh-huh. Bought it, parked it in my garage, and tore it apart. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, you can't just end there. What the fuck, man? That's all that's happened. <laughs> that's all that. The that was like five years ago. <laughs> Shit. So we have this running joke that uh, Augie's gonna be ready. Augie said he was gonna be ready back in like fucking January. Yeah, yeah, I'll be ready by January. Here we go. Uh, uh, uh. Bullshit, man. We're going on fucking. Uh, what is it? Almost May, bro. Are you fucking serious? You indicate the year. January. Oh. Nineteen. Uh, no, 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 no. It's I. The last track that I did was October twenty twenty. So, yeah, it's been a long time because, I mean, it's, what is that, eight months, something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been a while. How much does all that powder coating cost? Oh, my God. (laughs) Powder coating? (laughs) It takes a while, you know. Audi has powder coated that entire fucking car. Fucking thing weighs like 80 pounds more just from powder coating. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not talking like powder coating the car or painting the car. We're talking powder coating the subframe, powder coating... The fucking... Door handles. Door handles. No, 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 no. Mirrors. I, I figured I took everything apart, and I told myself, you know what? Might as well just do it right the first time. I don't like to redo things, so if something's torn apart, I'm the type to fix it right there and then and oh. take advantage of shit being torn apart the first time and just getting it done. Okay, so, so, what, yeah, nice. so for the guys who don't know, what is the benefit of powder coating certain parts, and what parts would you powder coat? So the reason why I powder coated these certain parts on the E36, which is, I did it for rust protection. So the E36 itself gets very rusty, just like all these older BMWs, and a lot of the time, subframes start to crumble away because of rust. And you gotta talk into it. I just figured, you know what? Let's just powder coat it. It's just it's some form of rust protection. Yeah. And that's it. And it looks good. So it's a plus, you know. I don't do it, it for looks looks. looks good. I don't do it, it for looks, you know, damn oh, straight. I do not. No, I do not. I am not a clock chaser. I am the complete opposite of that. But I figured, you know what? No one's ever going to see it and I don't care. But I know that it's there and that's good enough for me. What do you mean no one's going to see it when you park up and put the mirrors underneath it and tilt it sideways? <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Augie's the type to bring a mirror just yeah, to slide just it under the car. <laughs> looks good. Looks put good. a light on it, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. So we have a full E36 build on the way for uh, Bimmer Challenge 2035. Yeah. Then, that's so the running trick. joke is Augie's going to be ready for Bimmer Challenge 2035 because it's taken so fucking long. I haven't even seen this car yet, bro. I don't think any of you guys have seen it yet. Jesus Christ. I drove it for maybe 30, 40 miles after I bought it and started tearing it apart immediately. So when All right. you see it? Yeah. Soon. Very soon. What is very no, soon, no, no. bro? You've been saying no, very no, soon no, since Okay, okay. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So realistically now, I have all the parts. The only parts that I need right now to just finish everything off are the... Um, how do you pronounce them? The detent pins? Yeah, detent For the ZF five-speed transmission. Uh-huh. Um, so the ZF itself suffers from fifth gear lean and pop out, second gear pop out. So by doing this, by repinning it, you fix those issues. Uh-huh. And pretty much after doing that, the transmission itself is bulletproof. Uh-huh. Um, so that's all that needs to be done. And pretty much reassemble the rear end and take it to a track day and shake it down. Okay, all right. Now, uh, 
That still doesn't answer my question or Chris's question. When are we going to see the fucking car? Um, realistically, in less than a month. And that's Ooh. no bullshit. Hey, hey. Hey, write that? this down. Wow. Write this down. Everyone. I got you. Major yeah. cap alert. <laughs> Major <laughs> cap alert. Jeez. Oh. April 24th. April 24th, all right. April 24th. So we have until May 24th. Yep. Fuck, I hope to see the day, man. I hope to see the day. It's happening. It's got to happen. Yeah, by then it's going to be summertime, dude. No PBs. okay. It's all right. No PBs, but the car will get a proper shakedown. and True. I'll drive it. That's, you know. that's all that really matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. I'm not going to waste time. I didn't build this car to just park it in the garage. This isn't a beauty queen, so... Who cares what it looks like now? And I'm ready for some chips and cracked windshields. So fuck yeah! Yes. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Okay, Ross, on a scale of one to ten, how believable was that shit? What's your BS month? Are you talking about the month thing? Yeah, yeah. Eh. There was only one cap above his head. I think there needs to be like one more. <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it a month and a half past that. He'll be going D10? What's a D10? I don't know where that D10 goes. <laughs> I got to buy new ones and get them powder coated. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. shit. That's another ongoing joke is Augie powder coats everything, which has delayed this whole process. <laughs> the eight months that he's claimed. Chris, what about you? What do you think? Uh, March 24th, right? Yeah, May. Uh, May. I'm sorry. We're April. past. We're, we're past. This is April 24th. March 24th sorry. of next year. <laughs> yeah, next, that's what I meant. Yeah, March 24th. Perfect. They got you. Oh, of next year. shit. Damn. Uh, May 24th. I mean, I say no. I, I, I say, say it's not going to happen. I say no as well. That's just me. Okay. I like a challenge. Yep. That is fucking throwing. All I, I, I got to say, though, is don't push it just to Beat meet a time. deadline. That yeah. No, and, that's, and I'm being realistic here because... It's that's really about how long I think it's going to take. I have everything. That's it. It's just a matter of finding time tomorrow. I'll find time and I'll probably finish the rear end tomorrow. Why are you going to be at ACS with us chilling with the boys? Uh, yeah, I'll tomorrow see you tomorrow night. You'll see your car tomorrow night. Uh, so, I mean, I just need to find time and I know I can do it. And I think. A now, month is realistic. And I, we all give you a hard time, and it's not because, you know, for whatever other reason other than we just want to see you out there. Like, that's all it comes down to. It's There's no Absolutely. other reason. Why. I just talk shit because I hope it motivates you to hurry the fuck up. Oh, it definitely I does. I want to see you out there because I want to track with you. We've had, like, I mean, you got me into tracking, and we've only had, like, what, two or three days together tracking? Yeah. like That's unsat as yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's... That's yeah. That's not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> unacceptable. So, yeah. So, so, um, since we're on the topic of track builds, um, and I want to talk about something real quick because you haven't really chosen a suspension setup yet. I have not, but after riding with you in Vegas two weeks ago, I definitely got a feel for the MCS coilovers, although I was not driving the car, so yeah, different dynamics. Yeah. But just feeling out the car and I mean, you can understand observing how the, car- how the suspended suspension itself was taking up the corners mm-hmm. and absorbing all the shock, it just felt great. It felt super planted. Um, a lot of coilovers, it's, it's kind of hard to pair them with the proper spring rate sometimes because it's either too bouncy or it's too sloshy and... The dampening itself is just not right, or it's too bouncy. The MCS just felt right. Yeah. Um, that 
that suspension felt great. And like I said, I wasn't driving, so I, you know, I would need to drive the car to have the full experience. But just based on how I felt the car in the passenger seat, the car felt good. And I've heard nothing but good things about MCS. Uh So I think I'm going to go that route. I'll probably grab a set of uh, one ways for now. Yeah. And then the good thing about the one ways is that you can upgrade them to two ways. So you send them back for revalving and you can convert them to two ways. So there's no need to buy an entire new set of coilovers. Yeah. So I think that's the route for me. Um, Originally, I had wanted to go with the Bilstein Club Sports. Which is not a bad choice at all. No, and it's not a bad choice at all. But the Bilstein Club Sports come assembled. So they build the coilovers and use the chassis they use has a certain weight. So it's it'll be a little different. The MCS is I'm going to take them and pick my own spring rates, something that I'm comfortable with yeah. and corner balance the car and go from there. If I need to make adjustments to the spring rate, then I can do so. And that's pretty much why I'm going to go with the MCS coilovers. Yeah. I've been trying to make you guys uh, believers and I don't think I've ever had to make you or, or, push the idea onto you. I think you've always been uh, uh, receptive of MCS and, and known that, you know, these these guys that we track with that are extremely fast all run MCS, every single yeah. one of them. So I don't think that's ever been an issue with you as far as trying to get you to, you know, get that mindset. But I think you riding in the car and actually not as like, like you just said, you didn't drive the car, but you got to actually feel how the suspension oh, felt yeah. firsthand. And Chris as well. Chris has felt it as well. Yep. Uh, Chris, you have uh, XTAs on your car. I do. And you have a white E92 M3. Fucking beautiful. Uh, give me a little background on it. So when I first bought that car, it was just going to be a daily driver. Yep. Right. And um, I really had no intention to, to track it. Mm-hmm. And I tracked a few years ago. I'd say what? I, I was having this conversation with Augie. Last time I was, I think, at uh, Streets was like 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. And I plan on going. Actually, I'm already registered to go this Thursday. But back then it was Evo's. SoCal uh, Drivers Club? Yep, SoCal Drivers Club. Okay. For, uh, it's a good organization. This, this Thursday. But um, so when I bought the car, it was just that platform that I wanted to get into. And I had just come off uh, an E36 and an E46 M3. And it was just the S65 that was very addicting. Oh, yeah. Really, really pulled me to it. And then obviously seeing Team Shermer builds. That was something that really inspired me, and then the GTS. So I picked it up, and um, you know, you and I had had met doing some uh, just some parts, illegal business, <laughs> tax write-offs, tax write-offs. So originally, <laughs> that's how we met. We met just just uh, in the car scene and just trading some parts or whatever. And uh, I think, like Augie, to you was trying to get you on the track. Yeah. I remember you telling me, "Hey, why don't you uh, come join me?" Yeah, put me at the track, and I said, you know, it's been yeah, yeah, a long sure. Time. I'll take your number down. But it took probably, gosh, maybe a couple of years, you know, to to get out there. Yeah. But eventually, um, you know, I had picked up another E36, focused on that, the whole car meet stuff, blah blah blah. And it's not until I got back on the track again with the E92 M3 that I was kind of over the the whole meet stuff. And yeah. Um. So with the E92 M3, my focus was, I shouldn't say was, is to. Have a kind of a GTS inspired kind of build. Yeah, it. and um, it looks apart too, man. Yeah, I mean, little by little. I mean, you know, we, we talked about the XTAs. Yeah. Again, that was what I just bought at the time because it was 
it, again, it was not a track car just for the street. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, after getting in with your car with the MCS, it's a whole other ball game. Yeah, so. uh, man. Um, I had not XTAs, but I have the ST one way. I, I can't remember exactly how they talk. The uh, E46. And those fuckers busted. Have the STs. I, I remember. STs. STs, yeah. yeah they're, they're, STs. they're just STs. Oh, so okay. they're. Uh, I think they're actually Moton secondhand yeah, like or sub sub Moton. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. That yeah, that's a ST. ST is coil, uh, KW. Yeah. KW. Yeah, you're right. KW. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the the model of that specific. Yeah, yeah. man, and uh, just driving on the road blew out a sh- uh, uh, a coil over, yeah. uh, and and that was that was it for me. But that was was done. I, I'm not really a big fan of ST anymore. I wasn't a fan of the ride quality. Uh, I even tried to change up the spring rates to hopefully make it a little more compliant, and nothing seemed to to make it any better. Um, which is why I'm hoping that you're open. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm thinking either MCS or JRZ. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Yeah, I've never tried JRZ, but I, I've like like MCS. You'd never hear anything about it, about bad about JRZ. So. Yeah. It's just how it goes. So, with your E92, what is the uh, what is the the goals for that now? Because you've mentioned you're over the car scene, not necessarily the car scene, but the car meet scene. Yeah. Um, and now you're more. You told me at the track today that you get more fulfillment out of being at the track, even if you don't track. Just being around the boys, being around the cars, the atmosphere—that's so much more fulfilling than being at a, a cars and coffee for you. Yep. Uh, but more specific to getting your car as best as you can of a track car, what's what's the plans, what's the goals behind it? I mean, so my, my goal is to, I think, number one, find out what's the capability of that specific car, right, around yeah. specific tracks. Yeah, um, the, so baselines, basically. Yeah, baselines, you know, the times, right, Yeah. and being able to hit those, those times. I mean, some of you guys are pretty crazy on the track. I'm I'm a little I more I don't know I'm that. a little more reserved, <laughs> but also I I wouldn't consider myself being slow, but I'm I also not a fast fast guy. But I have my own personal goal. So for yeah. example, I mean if we know a track sub twos, and I want to hit the sub twos, of course you know yeah, um, and that that's my goal. And and I, I would suggest though anybody's doing some sort of like track build, just start off with what it is it's like right from out of the box yeah, and eventually start to make those changes. I think what happens a lot of these guys right away start making all these changes on their cars spend all this money and they get on the track right and a lot of money goes into it but yeah Augie uh, yeah you just have to Augie yeah you gotta take them out there just Augie. in its current state no and no no I, work for trust me. me I have the same mentality I when I got Gabe into tracking I he had an E36 and <laughs> let me tell you about Bro. this E36 yeah yeah let tell me, him let me tell, let me yeah, tell yeah fucking tell okay. him Rusty? dude so this Rusty E36 36? so yeah, a, friend of, a friend of a friend Cherry, says you know what I have an E36 Cherry. M3 for sale and Gabe at the time was not an E36 believer and just didn't I believe. they were ugly as fuck. Yeah, and just oh. didn't be- have had zero faith Jeez. in these older BMW chassis, you know, coming from an F80. And I, and I can understand that. So you drive a car that's, you know, you Damn, drive an F80 M3 <laughs> that's pretty much ready to hit the track as is, you know, change the brake pads, throw in some better track fluid, uh, brake fluid, I mean. And so you don't think of tracking an older BMW. But I said, you know what, there's just something special about the E36. So I, I had already, him. what's that? I believed him. Yeah, well, yeah. And I had already tracked my E36 while I was building my E30, and then I sold it. And that was probably the biggest mistake ever. And I regret selling my car to that guy because on the second day, 
he totaled it on the freeway, sends me a picture on Instagram with a LOL. And I'm like, dude, you wrecked my car. Like, you wrecked my baby, you know? And I was kind of disappointed. I didn't even reply, and I was pissed. your baby? Whatever. So I wanted Gabe to get an E36. So we go down to San Diego, and we pick up this car, right? And, you know, and I trusted the guy, friend of a friend, you know, kind of. Kind of knew him a little bit, so we didn't really inspect the car, <laughs> and we just this bought guy it. Was, like, no, no, well, I was got the it. guy's middle name Rusty? I <laughs> think so because this car had so much fucking rust on it that you couldn't even tell what was what underneath the car. You know, it was just like one giant brown blob. Like, it, was just, it was a goodbye. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for, so the first thing I noticed when I got the car home was there's no fucking. The sway bar is not attached. The end links had been zip tied to the actual sway bar. Sweet. Like, what the fuck? Gives it that extra stretch. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, all right, whatever. Those adjustable end links. Fuck it. End links are cheap. Get a on six inch tie wrap or a four inch tie wrap. Yeah. Like, okay, so everything on these cars is, is pretty cheap on E36. So I wasn't sweating. Ah, end links, fucking $15. Ah, who gives a shit? Then I'm like, okay, well, what fucking coilovers are these? They got, like, dark blue springs, so they're not Bilstein. Bilstein's baby blue springs. They didn't match. Got the Mibu uh, set up, huh? Augie's like, uh, this doesn't have a sway bar attachment on it, so it's definitely not an M3 coilover. It's got to be a 328i or 325i. I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck, man? What are these? <laughs> then I jack up the rear end. Oh, man. <laughs> Bruh. The, there's rubber... <laughs> They're supposed to be. They're supposed to be rubber. <laughs> yeah, there was no rubber. They're left. supposed to be rubber. Oh, there is rubber. Um, how do you call it? padding for the rear shock, right on top and bottom, right? And this the honey honeycomb yeah. OEM honeycomb yep. goes yeah. in there. There was no fucking rubber in either side. Yeah. Whoever tried to own this car tried to slam it, so they took out the the rubber pieces, so that way there was that less of clearance. Mm-hmm. So it was fucking. There was it was all shock. Yeah, it, it so, was he, all shock so he's referring no to the spring pad yes. that goes on the spring perch on the back of the E36 on top and bottom. Yeah, top he and bottom. He pulled out the one that was that's literally just shoved in that never falls out unless you absolutely yank it out. Yep. He pulled that motherfucker out. So the car was just all shock up until a certain point, and then the spring would save it. Uh, what else was wrong? The bushings were all fucking dry rotted and every single one. Like it was disgusting. The cars rotted. The Everything. Car. The car. Yeah, the we, car's right. I seen that Inside thing. and out. Looks like Swiss cheese. Dude, yeah. and when we started working on this thing, like, there'd be fucking shit that would fall on us. We'd be under it and just, like, you'd be wrenching on shit. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. I need so, an updated tetanus shot after working on this motherfucker. <laughs> it didn't matter what we worked on. If we were underneath the car looking up at it, we had to wear safety glasses because... You would like move the car. Augie's the most anti-safety person there is, and he's telling no, me, "Hey, we're going to need safety glasses no, for this no, motherfucker." No, no, so, so I mean, it was just a lot more work than we had anticipated. So we start working on this car, start changing bushings, order the Condor. Wait, wait, wait! Solid before bushings. we even start, maybe no, okay, okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's back up. Okay, before so we, we do even... a track day with this piece of shit. <laughs> this guy's like, "Yeah, you'll make it. You'll be fine. You're straight." I'm like, dude, are you sure? <laughs> like, there's Whoa. no fucking spring rubbers, whatever the fuck you said they're called. There's none of that. The spring rubbers. Well, I figured, and like, Protect going yourself. back to what Chris had mentioned, <laughs> I'm also a believer in, you know, 
there's no need for crazy mods at first. You know, it's an E36 M3, so we thought the car was kind of ready for the track. We. The, the E36s themselves. <laughs> the total setup. They, I mean, they, they're great cars. It's a great platform. They do have their flaws. The cooling system is one of them. Um, what else? Aside, the the drivetrain of that the, car was The beautiful. drivetrain is perfect. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's those the cars, reason why we bought it. Yeah, they don't suffer from. Well, I bought it. That. Yeah. Yeah, the, the driving that car and the fact that it just pulled so hard and was very healthy. Oh, yeah, the engine felt great. Aside from all the rust, the car itself just drove beautifully. Yeah, which was why we uh, why I ended up buying it for 4200 bucks, which, which I mean, was nowadays cheap is a back fucking then. steal. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, so we take this thing to the track and the first track day streets of Willow, I think in midsummer, right? It yeah, was like yeah, June, July. Oh shit, so dude. it's like hundred degrees and he's like, all right, well, what fucking, what do I, exp- what, what's, what do I expect? What should I do? Is there anything I should do to prep for this day? And I'm like, no, not really. Just. You know, let's change the brake fluid, change the brake pads, and fucking send it. (laughs) (laughs) The car survived. It was sketchy as hell, but the car survived. Ran a 30, 137 fucking. First session, though, but then you ended up running something faster. I think it was like a 135, no? No. 137 on NT555s. That was the the most aggressive summer tire I could find for the fucking tire rack or whatever. Um,. I was running style fives, flossing. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrong the offset style wheels. Fives. Style fives. 17 flossing. inch. <laughs> yes. Uh, 225 squared. Fucking yanked the shit out. Cut the interliner of the fenders, the rear fenders. <laughs> yanked the fuck out of them. Cracked the paint. Didn't matter. It was rusted. Bacon anyway. fender. <laughs> 225 squared stretched fuckboy tires. It was actually yes. not bacon fendered, which is pretty awesome. No, it wasn't. But the one, the rear quarter panel, the driver quarter panel, was missing a chunk because of rust. Yes, and <laughs> so. it was you could tell because it was bubbling. The paint was literally mm. bubbling off because the rust was eating out the metal. Yep. The I, joke was we would poke it and <laughs> rust would come off of it. Kick it for good luck before oh, I retract it. Yeah. Just give it a kick, and then you see legit the brown <laughs> puddle underneath it. It was like a hole. It was like a pocket, right? Yep. So you'd kick it, and then rust from the inside would fucking fall down. <laughs> And fall and fall out. Fucking uh, car's dying. Yeah, which the, was the car. Yeah, it was bad. Which was also part of the reason why it got nicknamed Cherry. So no, it should right, be nicknamed Rusty. No, 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 no. Rusty. give him the give him the whole word for Cherry. I know, I know of course, of course. All right, let's go. Let's see. So um, every time we'd work on the car, like Augie said, we had to wear safety glasses. The shit would fall on our face, fall on our eyes, and our hair, fucking covered in shit. Like, every time, right? Didn't matter what it was that we did. Always covered in shit, and. This is the time when the series on HBO, Chernobyl, came out. And, you know, if you guys don't know the background around that, I mean, yeah. go look it up. It's fucking the nuclear reaction, you know, the nuclear... What, oh, Chernobyl. Yes. Chernobyl. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. if you walk into Chernobyl, like, now you no, look no, at everything, I, I it's the same color red. Yes, I know exactly. Rust red. I misunderstood. Yes, if you I'm look underneath his Chernobyl. car, that's, it literally looked like the scene oh, yeah. from that show. It came out of Chernobyl. Yeah. And, and that then, car came you out know... The rusts might as well have been radioactive because we were fucking hitting it with every goddamn degreaser that could be known to mankind to break every bolt loose, hitting oh, it with the torch. One. And it still that's didn't a, work. That's another thing. It still didn't work. Every single time that we worked on that car, a bolt snapped. Bolt snapped, or we had to use a torch and 
<laughs> PB Blaster. Or, or we would take something apart. East Coast car. Yeah, New York. Yep. And oh, realize yeah. that whoever worked on this car prior to us used the wrong hardware or yep. used the wrong grade hardware. Fucking. You know, just some jank shit, you know. Using just, uh, standard American. Yeah, like some Home Depot <laughs> Hardware, you know, like that's not even yep. automotive grade, yeah. dangerous as hell. You know, yeah. the brake calipers were being held on by different size bolts and shit. You know, yeah. completely it's, fucked, it was bad. Man. It, was, Did these oh, guys it was it was Mickey Mouse. No, they're downstairs. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not even here. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, dude. So that yeah, that car was fucked. Um, it still looks like it, but. It's okay. Yeah, someone, yeah. Someone bought it, but it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, yeah. They didn't, I'm just nobody kidding. bought it. Nobody I'm just okay. My bad. Good, good, good. <laughs> nobody bought it. We traded. We I'm, traded. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. No, that's. I mean, okay. So w- let's let me finish off talking about this by saying we started off. I started off with a 137. My last time tracking at streets, I was down to a 125.2. In that same car. In the same fucking wow. car. Yeah, we had gone through every bushing. Um, Caged it, uh, completely gutted, all the soundproofing removed. Uh, what else? AST coilovers was a big one. Yeah. Subframe reinforcement. Yep. All, all the reinforcements. I think so. we had changed one axle that completely fell apart. Yeah, fucking. How about that rust? It's still. still? Yeah, yeah. There's parts in the trunk where you can see through. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, just great. weight reduction. Yeah, exactly. weight reduction. Yeah. So the so the weight story weighs a little less. Yeah. Yeah, car yeah. would go out on the track at thirty six hundred or twenty six hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Come back at twenty five forty. Yeah, <laughs> I had that's, to center mount the a, battery. <laughs> center oh, mount yeah. the battery yep. in the trunk yep. because the area that's designed for the trunk had been ate like completely ate up by rust. Wow. And it was falling. I was on streets going through the S's. And I just kept hearing fucking bad plunking. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm like, what the fuck is that, man? Is the subframe falling off? <laughs> well, the subframe's falling off too, but it's actually <laughs> the battery it is literally falling out of the fucking bottom of the car. Like, wow. oh shit. When yeah. we took your R tabs off, the, the forward bolt on the R tab literally came out with the section of body that it was supposed to be attached to. <laughs> it just yeah. came out like, no, oh, this isn't hooked to anything. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, the, the diff ear had been broken off too. Oh yeah. Um, somebody had rewelded that diff. No, no, no. Actually not her. And then, w- uh, welded it back on. But it was already welded when we got the car. Well, when you bought the car. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't cracked and repaired. I no, thought no. it was. I didn't see it that way. But yeah. Nader told me JB that he did. One side was already repaired. JB welded. <laughs> no, no, no. It was actually welded, but okay. one side had already been repaired on that differential. Yeah, but I mean, by the time that uh, I sold that car, that car felt amazing. It was, and that's why like the E36 was like my baseline for everything to come after. Um, you know, whether it was a track car, street car, whatever, or a manual car, um, it was that was the baseline. It set yeah. it so fucking high. Yeah, and going back to again what Chris was saying, how the car just did better every time we changed something on it. You know, we we would, we would change something and go to streets or do button willow and the car would feel different. We would see the progress. We would see the faster lap times. And then like Gabe said, at the end of that car's or at the end of his ownership, the car just felt solid. It was a car that you could drive to the track, beat the shit out of and not worry about driving home. Yeah. It was just that reliable. You know, it's funny though is, uh, you know, I took it to get a pre-purchase inspection cause somebody wanted to buy it. 
And the shop calls me and they're like, how does this thing even run? There's so much wrong with it. I'm like, I feel You like actually I, let somebody take it for a PPI? Dude, I'm like, what, what's like, what are you get a PPI? There's what nothing fucking left. idiot takes a track car for a PPI? Like, yep. dude, does it just drive well? That's pretty much the qualifications for if it's a track car or not. Go fucking beat on it on the street. It's going to handle it. Don't yeah. take it to a fucking shop that's going to tell you, oh, hey, the interior's missing. Right. You have plastic windows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have rust in the trunk. Like, yeah. what the fuck, bro? There I told no you that. Trunk. <laughs> I told you that before you even fucking pulled up. Like, yeah. why are you taking it to a shop to tell you this shit? Yeah, so it is what it is. It was a fun-ass car, though. That was a fun project for sure. Yeah. yeah. And that just, that just made me want an E36 even more. So after we finished that car, I told myself, I'm 100% buying another E36. And I did. And, you know, I've built a handful of track cars over the years. So I just didn't want to waste time with the E36. I didn't want to, well, not only was the car that I bought trashed as well. Every bushing was shot. The suspension was complete garbage. Um, So I just felt like, let me just refresh the car. Let me just do everything at once and just drive it. And I don't want to worry about it breaking down. I just want to enjoy it. Yep. But normally, like you said, I if the car wasn't in that state, I would definitely, you know, add parts slowly and just see the progress every time something was changed on it, you know? You can't rely on parts to make you faster. That's just not how it works. If you don't have the driver mod and you don't work on yourself as a driver, then, you know, buying a stiffer sway bar or buying better coilovers, that's not going to make you any faster no can't rely on that and seat you know, time. I've, I've always said that yeah seat time it's seat time is key um more power is not going to uh, get you faster laps i mean it might at acs at acs yeah you know but take it to button willow take it to streets of willow something that's technical and that i will actually show if you're the driver or not and that ain't gonna do shit yeah, yeah. you know but that's fucked up man i'm over here proud of my 40s yeah, dude. And- <laughs> <laughs> that shit, no, that's that's pretty impressive and like i was telling you earlier a few years back they did the uh the ring they call it the ring challenge or something like that where hks i know you're not into jdm cars but JDM, hks America, hks uh, brought out, out a, brought their gtr all the way from japan wow so they flew out their car and they challenged pretty much everybody here on this you know, in the U.S., to a time attack at the Auto Club Speedway. And cars from everywhere came out, and Life Motorsport actually brought out their GTR, and they beat them. You know, they they beat them. I think they ran a 137 oh, yeah. that day. And you look at that car, and that's a full arrow one-lap car. Yeah, That thing looks like a... Fucking spaceship, spaceship on track, you know? Yeah. It's got so much downforce on it that it could... Dude, it's just insane. So the fact that you're running a 143 and... 42, bitch. Get 142, right. sorry. What's the 142. respect on my name? <laughs> Fuck you. Wow. You're running a 142 and a GT3. I got to say, you've come a long way as a driver, and that's pretty impressive. I appreciate appreciate that a lot. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It means a lot coming from you being the guy who got me into tracking. And he's um, now slower than you. But I just want you to know that when you do decide to come back to tracking in 2035, yep. I'm going to fucking smoke you every single day. 
<laughs> and I'm not. Well, I mean, ever. I hope you do. <laughs> I don't expect my 328 to walk through GT3. The excuses here they are. Oh, my God. oh come on. <laughs> now, of course, of course, I don't expect the fucking 328 to keep up with with the GT3 or the F80. Yeah. You I, know I, I me, think dude. In the F80, you have a good shot. Yeah, no, I th- yeah, I think like you know me, dude. I don't like to talk shit. No, I, let, I, know, I let the I car know. do the talking, and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. But, but. There's a newcomer in town. Oh. Who's that? And he thinks he can beat you. Who's that? Oh. No, no, not him. Who? Uh, you know who it who? is. Austin? Austin. Oh, Austin. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. What? I'm going to crush his soul. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's transition now. <laughs> just kidding. So I do talk shit. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, there, We have another E36 owner right here. Uncle we, Ross. Yes, we do. Uncle Ross. Uncle, give us your breakdown of the build. Well, oh, mine was just started out just as a, a car. We're watching. Hold on. To we're, drive. We're watching the replay of. The, and. Uh, oh God. These guys all talk. Tra- oh God, I can't look at. This is that we're we're watching the hall and. Turn that uh, shit off, man. What's God. Hall and Weidman. Weidman fight where he just snapped his fucking leg in half. Ugh. Which he had actually yeah. snapped. Anderson's. Anderson Silva's. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that fight, yep. too. That's yep. fucking wild. Wow. That was brutal. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Ross. I looked right over at it exactly at the moment of wraparound. Ugh, <laughs> fuck, man. Ugh. Anyways, um, bought the car just to to drive as a, as a daily and had so many problems trying to get the thing set up. Lights wouldn't work. Noth- nothing worked. Windows didn't work. And it was like, how can I daily this thing if I can't even lock the doors? So I parked it. And bought an E46 to daily, which was fine. Uh-huh. And oh, you had your E36, and we're tracking. And I thought, well, that's perfect. That's yeah. what the plan was eventually down the line. So I'll just speed up the whole process. Yeah. And started doing a few little things to it. Like I put some, well, I, I got your B8s or whatever. Yeah. Those that came off the, the dampers. B8s. Yeah. I took the stock ones off and put the B8s on it. Um, Fuck, I forgot, dude. We didn't. I didn't have those for very long in the car. I, 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 I didn't do that much to it. The first time I went to streets, I had style fives with some hell Falcon, yeah. I remember this Falcon whatevers. And the first time I was out there, the with Dave, right? With Dave. Yeah, with and, Dave, and the thing just. I mean, the kid that had the car before me, I don't know what his deal was, but this kid, like I said, when I got the car, the freaking headlights didn't work, taillights didn't work, and I had to drive it all the way down from the desert. Akshay followed me going, dude, this thing's like a freaking chimney. <laughs> and uh, so I... No, no OPF filter? <laughs> so eventually I called this kid back and said, hey, what oil are you running in this thing? And he said, zero thirty. Oof, get and fucked. I'm like, oh, my Oof, God. Get fucked. Because literally when David followed me, the whole front of his car looked like 8,000 flies had shit all over his car. But it, it was, was just, just speckled oil all over. And when I literally my garage door has a circle in it where I started it one day and it just puked on the garage door. But I put the 1060 in it, started running it. And dude, this motor's strong now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive how these motors just last. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you've done uh, an exhaust mod yours, uh, the headers, eBay headers, right? I put the eBay as, yeah, just eBay headers is all I've got done to the motor yeah. and cooling. And not even a tune. Not even a tune. And that thing's, it rips. It's pretty, it's it's not as fast as your car now. I got to admit that when I drove your E36. Oh, now he admits that he drove Well, no, car. I said that before. 
your your car just felt like it pulled harder, like a different rear end or something maybe in yeah, it. Yeah, I think we said that he probably had a different uh, differential, was, different it, gearing. Because the thing just seemed to pull reduction. harder than mine. But, it, I mean, tired motor maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But other than that, since then I've done cage, stripped out the interior. Yeah. Went to uh, TC Klein coilovers. Yeah. Um, all the every bushing in the car has been replaced. Yeah, and now it's 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 a fun. I mean, I love driving the car. It's fun. Yeah, but uh, you mentioned you caged the car. What was the biggest thing you know? Yours is a weld in, right? Six point. Uh, five, comes, uh, four comes, point. Comes well, to the front or no? Yeah, six if you count the two where it goes into the subframe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you got the suspenders on yours. What was the biggest thing you noticed after caging your car? Because you did have to adjust it. I had to, I had to have Augie that day at ACS take the sway bar in the rear off because the car was literally, after I did that, was like it was on ice. Yeah. It was so stiff and solid now mm-hmm. that with the sway bar on it, it was, you couldn't control the ass end. Yeah. I'd go to get on the gas, and it would just, it'd just start walking. Yeah. So he took the sway bar off, and, dude, now it's, like, it yeah. feels hooked. Okay, so uh, car feels hooked now, and I've had this. I'm just to uh, touch on that real quick. Same thing happened with my F80 as well. As soon as I got the cage, it was just like driving on ice. And you got to ride in a car with me, yep. Chris, when uh, it felt like uh, after lap or two, it was just fucking ice. The next day, I fixed that. But you, um, your lap times are, are pretty quick for E36. Uh, you are at basically two flat everywhere, right? Close. Um well, ACS, I'm sub, sub, sub but everywhere two. else, it's close. And you're not going to be at ACS tomorrow? Well, not now, because the thing tries to kill him. Drive without me. It tries to. <laughs> makes a right-hand turn. It tries to send him up to the wall. I'll admit, I went off at Willow Springs, and oh. <laughs> I think I bent something or broke something. You didn't fucking talk about that earlier today. <sighs> no, you saw, you saw the video. I did a loop-de-loo in turn five in front of Robin and launched the car to try to keep it in the rocks. And Oh, it, that was the JMP event. Yeah. I drove Damn, it up. I tried to drive ago? it in the rocks, and it just freaking turned around went right back. But I literally flew the thing off the curb. That was, a long, that was the last time you tracked that car? No, I tracked it one day at ACS after that, and it pulled a little bit. Oof. But when we took it off the trailer to tow Carrar's car to Willow Springs a week ago, that's the first time I had it off the trailer, and something popped. Mm-hmm. In the front, I mean, loud. And what do you think, Augie? Um, I told him we were talking about this earlier. I told him it's probably a bent tie rod or something, you know, steering I think related. It's tie rod, and it's it's or this poppy thing where it's yeah. like it, it's bound up somehow. And it when you get it to a certain spot, it can't go at the angle it's supposed to, so it pops. So I think it's just hung up or yeah, something. So- Tie rod, know. you know, something. Something in the steering. So, yeah. hopefully it's not the steering rack itself, but... Yeah, because that's a brand new rack. Yeah, it, mm. it doesn't sound like it's going to be a difficult fix. No, no, I don't think so either. Uh, and the reason why we ask Augie most of the time is this guy's the E36 fucking Lego set master over here. <laughs> Take your shit apart. Have it on jack stands for six six years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the good. only reason, you know. It's been on jack stands for so fucking long. I just pretty much, like... Have photographic memory of this car. (laughs) 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 A lot of shit we did was fucking Mickey Mouse type shit, man. Well, your car, to be honest, my first E36 was in great shape. You know, somebody 
actually took care of that car. So when I tracked that car, I tracked that car a total of three times. So, I mean, I wasn't over here tracking it all the time. Damn, three fucking times, bro. Three times. You, well, this is what you do? No, this no, is no, 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 no. Trust me, we ain't allowed <laughs> no, that shit. No, of course not. Well, I only had that car for eight months, and it. I was busy with school. You know, going to school five yeah. days a week, twelve hours a day. So yeah, get fucked. You know, so I had no life, but I squeezed in three track days with that car, and I never did anything to it. The only thing I had done to that car was H and R race springs, some Bilstein V8s. And I changed the radiator because the radiator the radiator actually exploded on my way to school. So wow. the, stock radiator, yeah, stock radiator. Yeah, well, that's typical. Yeah. So the reservoir ruptured and sprayed coolant everywhere and left me stranded on the ten freeway in San Bernardino at like eleven o'clock at night. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, I need to make this thing reliable. I'm not trying to get shot out here. <laughs> now, other than. Fuck! Now that I think about it, we're all we've all been or are E36 owners. Yeah. Chris, you had the cleanest E36 I've ever seen. Thank you. Go into that build. Go into that build before it just got fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. No, let's not talk about what happened to that yeah, car. Oh, <laughs> God, man. It's pretty sad, but yeah, just trying to, to build something clean. You know, when I got that E36, that was my second E36. Uh huh. Don't tell I me the first up. one was cleaner. What's that? The first one was cleaner? Uh, you know, it, it was very clean. Interior was cherry. Yeah. But it was uh, it was uh, silver, and it was just too bland for me. The yeah. color was too bland. I, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sold it. Went to a good home. Owner still has it now. But uh, when I picked up the second E36, the intention of that car was to track. And so I always had this, this itch to get back on the track. Yeah. You had been tracking uh, Evos before. Yes, Evos, Mitsubishi. Okay. Yes, and back when I was, uh, you know, there's a little bit of an age age gap here, but yeah, that was kind of a very hot car to, to track. You know, a good ten years, ten plus years ago. I mean, yeah. that thing was was awesome. And then I just took a break, you know, um, and not until I got into the German cars, and this is when I started to get that itch again to, to get back on the track. So that. That black E36 I picked up was intended just for the track. Yeah. But just like everything else, they get all pretty. You know, the wheels. It was on ASTs. Um, oh, you know, had a half cage in there and just kind of trying oh, to get it ready. dude, now you're just fucking... Oh, yeah, it was just half cage. Uh, <laughs> come on. Let's, I want you to drop specifics. Fuck, we're on so, a podcast. I need no, you to I mean, it, it was. Detailed. Yeah, I mean, this car, again, the intention was to just go light on it. Be as it's already a light car, yeah, and just to keep it as light as possible, okay, and then eventually hit the track. But the problem is, I kept procrastinating over and over. I'm gonna do this, and then you don't do it. I'm gonna yeah. do that, and then I didn't do it, yeah. And so, eventually, um, it came to a time that I just wanted to part ways with it, yeah. And I mean, it was a beautiful car, it was set up really, really nice. I, I want you to tell me though, tell the audience here. Describe what was on that car. How did it look like? Go into detail because okay. I'm, t- I'm telling these people it's a beautiful <laughs> yeah, car. You're talking right. this thing down. And no, like, no. I mean, okay. You're probably expecting. Cos- oh, okay. It's I'll, t- I'll tell you. Look, it was Cosmos Black. Cosmos Black. It was a 97. Okay. So I had M- the. Uh, S52, sorry. Yeah, that's S52 in there. Um, and I actually did a repaint of the car, respray. Beautiful. So, a yes. fucking immaculate paint when yes, I saw this thing. It did. It was, uh, I mean, it looked like it came the out of this. metallic flake in that. Oh, it was, oh, it was gorgeous. My God. Um, originally I had, uh, some, um, the Recaro Vader's redone in the M rain. 
yeah, the, uh, for that car. Those are the ones I bought? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. That's yeah, how yeah. you and I yeah, met. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then uh, what I ended up doing, I, I got rid of those, put some pole positions in there. Yeah. Which are actually a little bit small, too small for me for my height. It's, yeah, it's they a, are small a, in general. Also, I think 34 is probably the, the largest those will go in terms of waist for the pole position. Yeah. So, and then it, there's no room for uh, it pinches the harness. It shoulders, too. Yeah, dude. I mean, Fuck. it... it not, not a good seat for me as much as I love it. Such a classic seat. Yeah. So um, pole position, ASTs in terms of suspension, uh, sway bars, reinforced in the rear. Uh, motor was good. I had a couple of cooling issues. I fixed that. Yeah. Um, it was just getting dialed in. But it was, it was beautiful. I mean, beautiful car. What, uh, LMs. There we some go. LMs on there. Classic wheel. Uh, and which, now those LMs are owned by the one and only Lucas. Yes, and it looks it just looks like my old car. Exactly. I Identical. remember when I saw his car, I was like, dude, did Chris sell his fucking car? Yeah. Well, you sold your car, but it, that wasn't the one. No. But it, it looked exactly the same. I was like, holy shit, man. I also had the lightweight uh, three-piece um, spoiler up front. Oh, uh, chassis uh, yeah, mounted on there. That was a real nice piece as well. Yep. And what? then I just parted ways, man. Parted ways with it as much as it hurts now because of E36s. If you look at prices now for these cars, it's insane. Yep. I probably could have sold that sucker for quite double. The parts you had in it, the parts you had in it, I would say so. I mean, you had the CAE shifter as well. Yes, I, I did. I'm sorry. Yes. Forgot to mention that. Yep. Yeah, you I had did. the uh, M-Tech wheel. M-Tech wheel. I deleted the sunroof, which it, it removes so much weight from there. Yeah. So I went with the, I think it's S2 composites, right? S2K composites. That's or, what the Ross owns? That's yeah. What, yeah, that's yeah, the, the one same I one have. you have. The oh, guy from shit. up in yeah. where the, the airport is. It's a great yep. looking piece, man. It, it actually really nice piece, and I, I went with carbon. so well. Yeah, I went with carbon fiber. I sealed it just, yeah. you know, for uh, to get any sort of like water leaks. Yeah, exactly. And since it was Cosmos Black, it blended in really nicely. Yeah, so, yeah, people couldn't really tell. Um, and the weight reduction, I have to say, in, in my opinion, uh from the top that, that's that's a big that's yeah, a, it is. a big change it is for sure so and then uh, again just you know i had this division for it in terms of that car that shows up real nice at the car meet yeah no doubt you show up and it's like wow it's a clean e36 yeah but uh it didn't quite make it to, to the track this fucking so, guy with the track, and now the track cars and coffee build yep. over here pretty it was man i'm not gonna lie to you it was the, the only but, but we had this conversation earlier right remember what i said yeah if you have a sports car and you're not, this is my opinion, but if you're not at the track with a sports car, what's the point of even having one? Because you can't push it to its full potential on the road. It's like having a dirt bike and never taking yes. it to the fucking, like, I, on I, dirt. I, dirt. Like, yes. shit, man, I'm going to drive the fucking dirt bike around here? Yep. Like, what the fuck? Yep. But let me let me say one thing. Is, is, is it an agreement about all of us that previous E36 owners, after they've sold them, they regret the move down the line? Yes, yeah. 100%. Everybody I, I regret it. says the same thing that, like, ah, I wish I never, ever got rid of that car. So, I, I, yeah. I'm going to disagree. Well, you. Okay. Well, because it's rusty. No, <laughs> no, 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 not even that. I know I could go buy the fucking E36 right now if I wanted to. It's at RSR. It's fucking parked right there in front. I see it every fucking day that I'm there. But okay. my thing is, like, it was a great stepping stool for me to uh, get into the track scene and, and track other cars that I own now. I, I don't necessarily think... I mean, if I was tracking the GT3, I'd forget about an E36 too. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, I said you this know? before. I, I agree. Said, no, and, and, and that's okay. You know, it, it is what E36 it is. E36 what? Uh, Gone. Gone. You GT3, know, yeah, I'm good to go. Fuck, I'll take a GT3 all day. Yep. But don't get me wrong. I'm just fucking with you. I, no, I, I know what you mean. But here's the thing. You would, if, even though you had a GT3, 
I would still own my E36. Exactly. You would still have an E36. Yeah. And that's that's the way I am. And I, I actually went back and bought another one because I can't drive the one. So, yeah. Another track. one? Let me ask you this. Would you, another one? Would you track well, the E36? Well, don't count. That's 100%. <laughs> it's just nothing but a... 100%. You know, driving, driving low-horsepowered cars on track is one of the funnest things. It's like, so rewarding. It is. It is because... Like, again, the E30 was not the fastest car. You know that. Uncle Ross punked me on the street at ACS. As <laughs> I did he's, not. Yes, I'm like full throttle in my little E30, and here he comes. He looks he at me. Straight pipe. Easy money. Wow. Easy money. And he's revving his car as we're, I'm doing like a buck 20 maxed out. My car's like crying at that point. Panel's about to, you know, fall <laughs> off. And he's just like, rrr, 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 you know, like stepping on the gas. Looking over, looking at, over at me I laughing. And I'm, I'm like, and, and I'm like, dude, what a fucking asshole. So, <laughs> you know, he romps on it and leaves me, you know, goes like buck 30 into turn, turn one, turn two. And my E30's topped out. Like, it doesn't go any faster than that. But although I was not happy with the times, and, you know, a lot of the time we forget. It's not about the times that you're running. It's about just going to the track and having fun. Yeah, things can get competitive, and I'm very com competitive. Yeah. But, you know, you learn to appreciate these low-powered cars because you can just go all out. Yep. And, you know... And I felt every time I drove that car, it was fun. I never regretted a single track day with that car, even though I didn't do very many in it. And it was just a fun car, yeah. you know. I ended up with the E36, my first E36, because I was broke in college, and $1,500 is all I had, yeah. you know. So that's the only car I could afford Good at the luck time. finding even a You know, it's, it was a Boston Green 323IS. And again, not having much money in college, I said, you know what? I want to track. Having tracked before, I said I want to track this car and just see what it see what it does. Yeah. And it felt so good, yeah. you know, in its stock form. So I graduated, had a job lined up, made money, and went to the dealership and bought an M two thirty five without even Rich. like without Damn. even like Rich. no. No, 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 without even doing any. I was a little kid. <laughs> I saw this tower. <laughs> no, no, I wanted no. to go up there. No, like You're without right even doing like much research on it. Like I, I remember I had seen like Chris Harris do a video on it, and I said, you know what? I kind of like that car. I think I, I want one. You know, and I bought it. You know, as like a graduation gift to myself, yeah. and I sold my E thirty six. Yeah, I sold my E thirty six, and. I kid you not, like two months after owning that car, I said, yeah, it's fast and all, but I want my E36 back. And at that point, it was too late. The fuck boy that I had sold it to wrecked it on the freeway, and there was Damn. just no buying it back. So I was kind of disappointed, which is why also I was so excited to build Gabe's E36. So because I, I was kind of living through life. him, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, went with him to go buy the car, helped him fix it, went to the track. And even though I wasn't driving the car on track, it was just rewarding seeing how much faster the car was getting every Scott single time. I thought he was the team principal over here. Damn right, dude. Like my to boy. Toto, to to fucking Graduate. Toto, Toto Wolf. Yeah. So, like, Gabe was like Lewis, and Mop I was six. just telling him to drive Mop the six, car. Lewis. Mop six. <laughs> Mop six, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, good times. But it'd be, uh, you know, for Fox me, Lewis, I think it'd be Fox, tough Fox. if I picked up another E36 and I... Just because of the value of these cars, it keeps going up. I don't yeah. know if I if I picked one it's up. It's ridiculous. As much know. as I keep saying 
every car when I go and to the to track. And to be real, the E36 just, is... the price now. It's yeah, crazy. the E36 is a great chassis, but we're talking about twenty dollars to $30,000 now for a clean car. At that price point... Looking is, like a blue... Yeah, E46. is that... Do you really want to buy yeah, an E36, yeah, yeah. or are you going to pass up on an E46 M3, which is a better platform, better engine, better overall chassis? Yeah, it has chassis issues where it the subframe rips out but that's an easy fix just reinforce it you know little things that could Mm -hmm. it's like a handful of things that need a fix and that car would be perfect you know we have guys in bimmer challenge driving e46s that are extremely fast yeah you know it's such a capable car with with eric eric's in a fucking 2020 m2 comp arrowed out It's fucking nuts, man. The E46s are, yeah, are and he's just, just as much as a competitor now as they were when they first came out. Yeah, he's driving a gutted E46 with maybe a tune if that. I don't know. I'm oh, he's sure. got a lot going on there. Yeah, so, I mean, what? He's, some he's, cams, tune it. But, I mean, it, no forced induction. Cams, tune, you know? diff, uh, yeah. arrow, slicks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Ellie's a, an amazing driver. Fucking phenal- phenomenal. But uh, that car is, is no joke. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, I, I believe it. But you yeah. think about it, you're, we're comparing a uh, 2003 to 2006, no, 2001 to 2006 chassis yeah. to uh, 2019 to current mm-hmm. year right yeah. now, M2 comp. That's yep. insane, you know? Yeah. The R&D that's gone into the M2 competition now should be blowing these cars out of the water. And it does. It's a great car, you know? It doesn't need much to be fast and competitive on track. Yeah. But the, just just the fact that this E46 is there keeping up with it yeah. is pretty insane. Yeah, yeah true. I mean, um, I agree with what you're saying with the M2 should, should be faster than the E46 because it's modern-day tech. But from factory, they, I don't think they have the mentality or the idea that everyone's going to end up tracking their car and gutting it and doing all that shit. So, oh yeah, BMW has definitely uh, gone down a different road. Yeah. Nowadays, but um, but you got to think about um, the car stock. So right, M2 that's what I was going to say uh, against an E46 stock. Stock, yeah, it's, there's no, no comparison. fucking competition. Yeah. That no, of course, not at all. Yep. M2 OG or M2 competition is still smacking the shit out of that E46. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it doesn't take much tuning yeah. to make these older cars faster. And not every car can do this, you know. Just, uh, what's another one? The uh, EAS E36. E36. I mean, you know, they E36 threw an S54 in it. Throw a good driver skills, behind the wheel and Bang. holy shit, you have a really fast car. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you can do the same thing with the E92 as well if you got that motherfucker Team Shermer type stuff, which you're all about over there. Well, I mean, that'd be a dream if I could uh, stroke that thing, that S65. No, Omar's not leaving yet. He's trapped. Everybody's leaving? All right, well, Sheesh. we're coming up on an hour, so I'm going to end this podcast. It was good talking to you guys. Thank you guys yes, for joining. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank but, you. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, let's get back to uh, either drinking a beer or send some people home. Send the kids home. Yeah, let's yep. send the uh, chill, children time to go home. To, time to go to bed. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Take it easy.